So, obviously, we're standing right before Yom Kippur. The whole Indian of Yom Kippur is we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us another year. Pasha to give us another year? Well, we're serve Him more properly. And we all know what we're supposed to do. Everyone knows the avod of a Jew is to reveal Hashem's presence in this world by learning Torah, by performing mitzvahs and avoiding transgressions. Everyone knows that. The problem is we forget. So I was thinking about what's a way to remind us of what the purpose of the purpose of life is. You know, the Chazal instituted that from Tishabov until Roshaniyam Kippur, the Haftarahs, the Haftarahs for this time period, including Elul, which is a time of tshuva, the Haftarahs usually are similar to the Parsha or related to the Parsha. But we all know that we're in the period we went through of called Shiva Dinachemta which means that instead of the Haftarahs being related to the Parsha, they're all about Nechama, they're all about comfort. Which means that the proper mindset you have to have to go into Roshanim Kippur, the proper mindset to do Tshuva, is you have to analyze Nechama. If you understand Nechama, then you'll be able to enter this time period properly. So I was thinking about this, of what's the message that we can get from Nechama, from comfort, and how does that make us, again, how does that allow us to go into this year with a, a new dedication to serve Hashem? So out of all the, the forms of Nechama that a person can interact with, the most common, Le'aleinu, is called Nicham Avelim. We know that when someone loses someone, you pay a Shiva call. You go to be Menachem Na'avel, to make them feel better. Now, obviously, classically, the purpose of Nicham Avelim is to comfort the mourner who just lost someone. But we all know there's a Nusach. There's a text that we say when you're about to finish the Shiva call. You say, Hamokim Yenachim Eschem B'Sayashar Avalitzi Mishalayim. Hamokim Yenachim Eschem. May Hashem comfort you. Now, Eschem is plural. It's Niskabel, it's accepted amongst many poskim that even when there's a single mourner sitting alone, you should still say Eschem. You should, you should still say plural. What's the reason for this? So Rav Kluger Shlita, Rav Avansi Kluger Shlita, in the Sefer La Bris Habeit, which is a Sefer that came out recently all about Bris Mila. And Afshim Lamed Tess, he says as follows, Yedua Habir it's known the reason that we say Hamakim Yenachim Eschem, plural, even when there's a single mourner sitting there, because part of the comfort when you're Menachem Avelim is you don't just comfort the mourner, you comfort the soul of the nifter, the soul of the deceased, whose presence is felt there. That when you have someone who's sitting Shiva, he's not just him who needs comfort, the nifter, the soul of the deceased, also needs comfort. That we're, we're davening that the, the person who's sitting here physically should feel comforted, and also the soul that also departed should also feel comforted. And that's why you always use a plural lashon. The truth is, even from a halachic perspective, Ramesha Feinstein was once asked to Shaila, are you allowed to pay a shiva call over the phone? If you can't go there, can you make a phone call and say over the phone, talk to the person, say amakim menachem over the phone. So Ramesha Feinstein said, that there's two aspects of Nichma Velum. There's comforting the person, the mourner who's sitting Shiva, and there's comforting the soul of the deceased. 
So he says, you comfort the mourner by talking to them. That you can do over the phone. But you comfort the soul of the deceased by going into the place that he lived and showing that you care and showing that, that you know, that he, he made a difference. And when the nifter sees so many people there, it brings him nechama. And that you can't do over the phone. So you find such a concept, even in the halacha, that there's nicham avelim both for the mourner and for the neshama. And that's why you say it plural. But it says Rav Kluger, l'chayra, tzarech l'havin, but it's hard to understand, madu'a ha-neshama tzirich Why does the soul need comfort? Hayim Does the soul want to come back here? Of course not. The neshama is finally at peace. So what what what, what nechama does the soul need? And if he needs a nechama, then how are we menachim when we go there? What, what exactly is going on? So, the shir that you have in front of you, anyone who goes to the Chassid shir knows that I like to always read inside. Now, I know that Shabbat Shuvah are generally different, but this is a story. And stories, I feel like, people can follow. It's a very simple story. This is a, a story that never took place. It's more of a parable. This is from Rav Avram Tzvi Kluger Shlita. And that's Sefer Labris Abed. You know, he's talking about the concept of a Shalom Zacher. Now, what's a Shalom Zacher? We know that a Shalom Zacher is the first Shabbos that the baby is born before the Bris Mila. They make a gathering Friday night. The father and the mother have a gathering together, and people go out, and people, uh, you know, make brachas, and they wish Mazel Tov. What exactly is the Indian of a Shalom Zacher? So, I think most of us are familiar. There's an aspect of comfort that the baby needs. Right? The minute is to eat chickpeas. Chickpeas is, chickpeas is a food, uh, is a mourner's food. It's round like a mourner's food. And why do we eat chickpeas by uh, Shalm Zacher? So the Rishayim already give a reason is because the baby is uh, is upset that it was born because it forgot all its taira and it came from Shemayim and it forgot its taira. And offer you have to comfort the baby. What, what exactly does that mean? How are we comforting the baby? What's bothering the baby that we need to comfort? So in this Sefer Labris Abreit, Rav Klugis says the following story. The story goes that you have a person who is making a Shalom Zacher. Well, his baby will call him Reuven, even though the baby wasn't named, they will call him Reuven. And at the end of the Shalom Zacher, he's cleaning up, and he gets a knock on the door. And this is older Rav, who came late, but he came in. So the father, obviously, uh, brings him into the house. And he asked this Rav, what exactly is taking place by a Shalom Zach? So this is the conversation that the Rav has to the father and to the, the newborn baby. The Rav says, let me explain to you what's going on. That recently, over the last few weeks, the, there's a story that took place with three different souls. Three different Neshamas. These three souls came down recently and they were born as babies. They were Baruch Hashem to become Jews and they now have a mission in life to reveal Hashem's presence in the world. And these three babies that were born recently will call them Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. And the Rav says to the father, who is making the Shalom Zacher, We're going to call your son Ruvain. So let's talk about Reuven a little bit, this newborn baby, just born a few days ago. He says like this, You know, the rabbi says that you have to realize that before Reuven was born, 
when it was still in the Shaman Shamayim, before and they were getting him ready to come down here to this physical world, they sort of opened up Ruven's eyes. And they wanted to show Ruven where he's headed. Ruven, before he came down here, was shown what this world is. You got to know where you're going. So what did Ruven see from Shemayim when he looked down on this physical world? This is what he saw. He saw a very dark, very difficult world. But he noticed, you know, it's like when you're flying in a plane and you're flying and you just, it's at night and you just see darkness and then over certain cities, very lit up. He noticed that wherever there are Jews, there was a tremendous amount of light. There's a tremendous amount of the revelation of Hashem permeating certain places. And when Ruvain looked a little closer at those places, who he noticed that he saw a tremendous light coming from these Jewish shchunos, these Jewish areas. Now, he wasn't exactly aware of what's going on down here. Like, what, what are those Jews doing to create, creating such light? It's like you, you fly over, you know, it's like New York lit up, Vegas lit up. Anyone who's flown over, like, I never have, like, North Korea, dark, South Korea lit up. So you notice dark, dark, and where the areas of the Jews are, mamish, great iris coming, beams of light coming up. He doesn't know what these Jews are doing. But he estimated most likely there's big tzaddikim having big kavanas and you know, there's big tzaddikim you know, being moist and nefesh and that's creating this big light. He's a pomamish gedoyles unitzaris. Now he noticed and Reuven's watching this, the soul is watching this that he noticed that when Shabbos came he saw a tremendous R, tremendous light permeating from every Jewish home on Shabbos. And specifically during specific times, the Ruven Shir and Ruven assumed that when Jews are davening and when Jews are having the Suda Shabbos, tremendous light. This is what Reuven sees. Now, Belil Shabbos, Parshas Bahaloischa. So he says, so let's look at a specific Shabbos. This is Shabbos, Parshas Bahaloischa. Kashin Nishmosei Shal Reuven Adayin Lo Nichus L'Toch Aguf. The soul of Reuven is still in Shemaim. He's not down here yet. This little baby's not down here yet. Shabbos, Parshas Bahaloischa. Herlo Mishamayim, they showed the soul of Reuven. Ketza Nira HaShalom Zacher Shal HaChavr Shal HaShimon. See, Reuven and Shemayim had a friend, a soul friend. His name was Shimon. Shimon was just born a few days ago. And it's the first Shabbos. And it's Shimon Shalom Zacher. So they show Reuven, Shimon Shalom Zacher. So Reuven and Shemayim puts on his binoculars to see what's going on by Shimon Shalom Zacher. Reuven is Reuven looks down from Shemayim. And he sees beams of tremendous iris, tremendous light coming from the house of Shimon, where the Shalom Zacher is taking place. 
and he asked what's going on in Shimon's house now. So they said to Reuven, Sha'or diburim shal Yehudim Shimon. That this is taking place by the Shalom Zachar. There are Jews there, they're saying Brachis, there are Jews saying Divri Torah, and it's creating a tremendous amount of Ur. Now this is what Reuven sees. Now Kamuvin, it's understood. It's obviously understood that seeing this made Reuven really want to come down here. You know, now that he sees what goes on down here, that when a Jew is, does a mitzvah, he creates ur. He brings down Hashem's shefa, brings down Hashem's light, and his beams of light, creating every time you do a mitzvah. It created a great desire amongst Reuven to come down here. Hari because he saw a kol pulasha Yehudim lamata mamish haypeches es ha'olam, that he saw how every action changes the world. Umiira oiseb aryikris, and it's creating light in something that was dark. Kenirish ha'olam atachdin ezel ha'olam nifl biyoiser. So Reuven says to himself, that world, that physical world that they're sending me to, it's amazing. Reuven said, in Shemaim I can't do that. Right? In Shemaim you can't create light. You just absorb whatever Hashem's light is. But there's no creating light in Shemaim. They just sit, and they, they react. They don't create. And Reuven seeing this, Reuven sees that down here, He sees why Mamish our Jews are, are with their own hands, Changing from darkness to light, creating toiv, toiv ma'od. So Reuven has a big cheshek. Reuven has a great desire to come down. So the Rav continues the story while looking at little baby Reuven, and he says, "Achin Reuven and Marmakam number four. Reuven he gilolam agashmi comes the day. Reuven is born. He comes down here. Uchoshev, but what happens is a little bit tragic." Reuven thinks to himself, Reuven's not sure that he went to the right place. Reuven thinks, I think there's something wrong here. I think there's something wrong. There was a mess up in the delivery. This started right away from the moment that he got here. Reuven was born on a Wednesday. Now, obviously, Reuven physically couldn't speak. But the Neshama is watching, and he's in the hospital, and his Neshama is looking around. And Reuven's Neshama was shocked. See, Reuven's shocked. His Neshama shocked. Reuven's Neshama shocked. Reuven expected to see all the things that he had seen. And all those great iris, all those accomplishments, all those results, he, he was hoping to see it. On the contrary, he actually thought he would see it stronger, because he's going to the source of the light. But what does he see? Klum, nothing. Choyshech, darkness. He sees in the hospital, he sees his father making brachis, wearing talis and tefillin. He sees people doing chesed, bringing his mother food. But he sees nothing. 
No light. Just physicality, just darkness. Ein Iris, ein Kedusha. He doesn't see Iris, he doesn't see Kedusha. Oilam Helam. He sees, he sees hidden. He sees nothing revealed. Kimin Hagenoyeg. He just sees physicality. Now that's frightening. That that's what he sees. He thinks he was sent to the wrong place, Pasha. Okay. So Reuben Choyshev La'atzma. Reuben thinks to himself, this little baby, Achakel Shabbos Kodesh. Let me wait for Shabbos. Let me wait for Shabbos. Right now I see nothing. Right now there's no light. There's no Kedusha. Let me, let me get to Shabbos. I saw, I remember, says Reuben, I remember what Shabbos was like in Noilam Amos. I, I, I know what it looked like. I'm going to wait till Shabbos. At that point, ever the lights will be turned on. Yeah. I'll see a different world. The real world. And it'll be full of light. But what happened? Loy. Nothing. Come Shabbos. He sees Jews wearing suits, wearing Shabbos clothes. They're going to Shul. They come home and they make Kiddush. Sharu Zmiris, they're singing Zmiris. Amru Divrei Taira, they're singing Divrei Taira. Klum. Nothing. So he sees Shabbos and this is frightening to him. But he says, okay. I have one more uh, saving. One more thing to save me. And that's my Shalom Zacher. I hear members, Shemin Shalom Zacher, what it looked like. He says, okay, my Shalom Zacher will be the same. But the same way, there was nothing that took place by the entering of Shabbos and by the davening. So too by his Shalom Zacher, nothing. This little baby Reuven is sitting in his crib. Most of the time he's sleeping. Every once in a while, Ruvain opens his eyes, looks around. He sees Jews coming in, they're tired. Their shirts are tight because they had cholent, they had kugel. And they're just sitting around. He doesn't see what, what he saw. He sees just Jews coming in tired, exhausted. Oichlim k'tzas popcorn, the arvis. They come, they eat a little popcorn, they eat a little chickpeas. Mesoichim k'tzas, they schmooze a little bit. Mevarchim brachach roina. The choizim lebeisim. They make a little brachach roina and they leave. At this point, Reuven is completely freaked out. Eifah ha'iris. Eifah ha'kedusha. Where is everything that I was promised? Mehar le'i Reuven b'kev. This little baby Reuven is in pain because he says, I don't understand. Where is everything I saw? They tricked me. It was all a game. They just wanted me to come down. So they created this illusion, this hologram of light. There's no light. I see nothing. They tricked me. I, what about Shimon Shalom Zachar? Shimon Zacher Loredis Lebayis Chashiv. It must be Shimon's father was a big Mekobal. It must be Shimon's father's or Melech Biderman. And he was dancing and davening, and that's why they were Iris. Zemasherisi Mamaila Shushava. Vi Ani Loizachisi Lakach. 
But the average house, this is what the average house is. Nothing. My father is a simple Jew. Therefore, I see, I see no holiness. I see no God. And this is all, again, back to the, the Rav is telling all this to this little baby. And to the father. And he says, this is all what's going on right now. But But he says, understand something. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something you don't understand. And that is, you see, Shavuot Shavar, this past week, Parshas Baha'u'l-Oyscha, on Shabbos Parshas Baha'u'l-Oyscha, Re'isi Milmaila as Habayi Shal Shimon Meir Bar Yikras. You and Shemayim, Reuven, were watching the Shalom Zachar of your friend Shimon, and you were seeing this great iris, this great light, and how HaKadosh Baruch presence was revealed, and how a Jew's actions creates accomplishments, creates change. You're seeing all this. You're watching the Shalom Zachar of Shimon from Shemayim. And you're seeing all the great mitzvahs and the great iris that were created by Jews by the Shalom Zachar of Shimon. But you know what you don't know? What you don't know is what you don't know is that Shimon, that little baby, whose Shalom Zachar was so amazing and so powerful, Shimon was sitting there crying. That little baby Shimon was also confused. Kihura, because that baby Shimon, before he came down, see, that little baby Shimon was sitting by his own Shalom Zachar saying, where is this light? I don't understand. Where am I? Shimon also wanted to come down here. Shimon also saw great iris in Shemayim. And he expected to be able to see that down here as well. Because what you don't know is the week before, Shimon, when he was still in Shemayim, in Parshas Naso, saw the Shalom Zachar of Levi. So Shimon sees Shalom Zachar of Levi, sees great iris. He's all excited. He comes down, he's at his own Shalom Zachar, and he sees nothing. See, he also starts to freak out, and starts to feel broken, and starts to feel tricked. There was a great R when he watched Levi Shalom Zachar also. And now he's come down here, and he's surrounded by what? By Jews eating popcorn. But Shimon comes down here to this physical world. He didn't see any God either. He didn't see any holiness either. He just saw soda and candies. And you're sitting up there watching this. What you don't see is that Shimon's also broken. And now you're down here. And there's someone watching up you. Someone watching up there, watching your Shalom Zacher. And they don't realize that you're broken. And this is the key. This is the tachlis of this whole shir. Maramakam number eight. And he says, he ends the story as follows. The Rav says to the little baby and to the father, I hope you understand. Tinik my precious child. No one tricked you. You saw what you saw was correct. In Shemaim, what you saw was correct. See, in Shemaim, you actually saw the truth. 
you saw what's actually accomplished by a Jew doing a mitzvah. From every half word that a Jew does. You see, when you were in Shemayim and you were watching, you were actually seeing the truth. That when you have Jews, and they don't have to be a Mayach Biraman, they don't have to be Big Tzaddikim. When you have Jews that get together and they try to say a vart on the parsha, and it's not the best vart, and he's stumbling over his own words, it creates an or godol. You see, this world, you don't get to see it. In this world, none of us get to see it. All we see here is popcorn and chickpeas. We don't see what actually is accomplished when a Jew makes a brach. Look at these next lines. I under, I bolded them. This is the job of a Jew. And this is why you were sent here. To wander in this dark world. And to say, This is not correct. I will not allow this world to confuse me. I will not allow this world to convince me that what I saw was incorrect. I know what I saw. That everything a Jew does, it actually creates a change. It actually creates a light. It actually brings godliness into a world that's devoid of God. And every pasuk and every bracha that a Jew says, even if it's not perfect, it makes huge iris, huge changes. You see, and as time goes on, as we'll see in a moment, you sort of forget this. But you're a baby, you remember this now. And your whole job of life is to never forget that. And to not let this world convince you that you're crazy. I remember, listen, I remember this, I, I, my memory's not great, but I remember this, I was, I must have been seven or eight years old, maybe nine, I don't remember, but the exact details, but I went to a baseball game, it was one of the first baseball games I ever went to, I went with my father, my brother was probably also there, and it was an ALCS against the Mariners, game one, and the Yankees won, and they hit a walk-off home run, in the 11th inning, it was Alfonso Seriano. And I remember the stadium shaking. Mama shaking under my feet. I remember years later, my father telling me like that that's, that's what happens when a Jew makes a bracha. That's what happens when a Jew answers Amen. Shakes the world. Mamish. We just don't get to see it from down here. That's what's going on when, you know, you see these concerts that are being sold out. Hashem Yavishariba is from Jews selling out Madison Square Garden, but you have these concerts that are selling out stadiums, stadiums. People singing in unison, people jumping up and down. What do you think it's like when you have millions of malachim getting together saying Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish with fire from their breath? What do you think that looks like? That's being accomplished by Klal Yisrael saying Kaddish. We just don't get to see it. The rabbi ended off by saying, this is the nechama that it takes place during a Shalom Zacher. 
See, we said that a baby is, is sad. What's the baby sad? The baby's sad because she got to Lola Mashaka, because you think you came, you think you were tricked. You come down here and you say, where is all the light that I saw? But the people come at Hashem Zacher, this, this is what they should know, this is what they're doing. They're coming to tell the baby, remember what you just saw in this past week, when you look down here, remember what you saw. You saw great light. Remember that. If you want to know who made that great light, it wasn't big tzaddikim. It was tired Jews coming to say mazel tov to another Jew. Making a little bracha and eating chickpeas. That's what made that ur. Small acts of a Jew, shakes all the worlds. And we're able to accomplish something even angels can't do. And the Nechama, the comfort of a Shalom Zacher, has to carry with you the rest of your life. Because the truth is, this battle doesn't end. This war that's being waged of what do you believe, what you saw or what you see, that battle's not going away. The Rav said to this little baby Reuven, you're starting your life now. And you have a long, healthy, happy life. But this confusion that you're seeing, that you're feeling, of where is this light? Where is the results of my actions? All these svarim describe these things. Where do I? Where is it? Loy tifsak. That 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 battle's not stopping. Adaraba. On the contrary, who yelch viber? It's just gonna get worse. Hayetzer hara yashki is kol kechayisav k'day ligrim lach listakal olam bechazem in zilzul bittel. The yetzer hara is gonna try to convince you this world is meaningless. In this world you accomplish nothing, so might as well do whatever you want. And don't think about all that you're accomplishing through Torah Mitzvahs. And that's the inner of Shalom Zacher, is these Jews coming to tell you, no, you could accomplish a lot here. And what's being accomplished is by Jews that are not big tzaddikim, just trying. You know, we all know that the, the baby is shown all of Torah, and then forgets it. What do you mean he's shown all of Torah and then forgets it? Maybe that's what it means. It's not that he's shown the actual Torah itself. He's shown what Torah could accomplish. When the baby's in the womb, he sees the great light that's accomplished when a Jew learns Torah. He forgets it. And all of life is trying to remember that. And don't, don't let the Yetzirah convince you you're crazy. You know what you saw. You know, we start off by saying, what's the Indian of Nicham Avelim? What's the Indian of comforting those that passed away? The truth is, the Indian of Nicham Avelim to comfort the Nifter itself, the deceased itself. The reason why the, the, the Nifter needs Nechama is because the Nifter goes up and as the soul leaves the body and starts going up to Shemaim, he starts seeing again what is actually being accomplished. And he starts to think, did I do enough? like, had I known, 
had I only known every time I do a mitzvah, imamish affects it, makes the, makes the world different. Maybe I would have done more mitzvahs. And maybe I would have davened with a little more kavod. To that we come when Menachem the Nifter. Two ways. First of all, we tell them, don't worry, you tried your best. It's not easy. At the end of the day, it's easy to forget. And be kind to yourself because you tried very hard. Secondly, you did more than you realized. You did more than you realized. That's the whole Indian of naming after someone that passed away. It's our way of saying, we're so impressed by how much you did. We, 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 wanna, we, wanna, we, we wish this new baby would be just like you. And lastly, when a Jew does something, someone, that's the way of saying, you're not done. We're having you in mind. You're still able to bring light into this world. We're doing it for you. That's, I think, the message that we all have to have going into Yom Kippur. Nechama. To remind ourselves what's real. To remind ourselves of what we saw. And to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I, I know what I saw to be correct. And this year I will live my life more according to that truth. I will realize that what a Jew does matters. That when you say Amen, it shakes the world and it creates a Malach. Malach is Gematria Amen. It matters. It, it, makes, it makes the world a different place. I just don't get to see it. But I saw it once. I know that change. And it will not, as he said before, This year I will not allow the world to confuse me further. I will remember that truth. When a Jew has that mentality, then you can accomplish so much more. We should all be zeichet to go into this year with that mentality. To tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, give us one more year, one more year where we serve Him properly. One more year where we remember the truth. We act accordingly. To remember that beacon of light, to remember that great R that we once saw, and ultimately should be revealed. The role of Mashiach will be to sort of turn the light back on, see what a Jew is accomplishing.